welcome to the purple chair hey christy hey hey how are you doing good busy 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 how's summer going um it's going kind of trying to plan a vacation but very limited not working out very well (laughs) i know the feeling especially as the kids get older i mean i know this year we're like battling a pandemic but then as the kids get older to get all their schedules to match and be able to actually go somewhere I mean, they got jobs and all this stuff now. It's just like, oh, crazy, yes. crazy. Yes. Well, today we are going to tackle a tough subject, which we are not strangers to tough subjects. But I wanted to start a series on abuse. Um, I think that it is such a prevalent thing that happens in our country. It's almost sometimes seems just normalized. I mean, we'll see a really horrific case, but I think that we don't realize that abuse is happening every minute of every day kids are being abused parents are, you know spouses are being abused sexual abuse from employers and parents and i mean just it's just crazy sometimes to think of how messed up the world is <clears throat> and i was reading some statistics on child abuse which is what we wanted to kind of start this series out on and it just really baffles me sometimes when I when I see some of these statistics of abuse it was saying like 60.8% of victims were neglected 10.7% were physically abused and 7% of those were sexually abused and then if you get into like all the different types it's like 20 kids every minute Hmm. are being abused it's sad 20 kids every minute i'm just like boggled by Mm -hmm. in one hour how many children will be abused at the hand of someone and that's not just the kids that are slipping through the cracks right you know that those are the ones that we know about it could even be more than that and i think it's just such a a basis of why our world is like it is Mm -hmm. and i wanted to start particularly with child abuse because i believe that that really forms who that child is, who that child can become. It doesn't mean that that child cannot be mm-hmm. a normal functioning adult at some point, but it takes a lot to get there in mm-hmm. the fight that they have mm-hmm. to get there after they've experienced abuse, especially from a parent, right. the one that are supposed to love them, right. nurture them, raise them, and they're actually being abused, almost like that's their adversary. Mm-hmm. But there's such a love connection that it's hard to understand yeah what have you experienced or seen with abuse I mean and of course it you know we're not just talking about sexual abuse you know right. we could talk about um, physical abuse yes um, mental abuse verbal you know abuse. and I I mean I know growing up I had my first job I opened up a restaurant and it was me and another kid he was a couple years older than me and a manager and every day he would harass me wow. it was sexual you know and of course me i i didn't know how to handle that but he would say things to me that made me feel uncomfortable you know and that is a form of abuse of course you know because he was get he was getting to me you know he was he was getting in my head he was you know and it made me uncomfortable and at the time i didn't have you know my manager wasn't someone that i could go to and say hey he's doing this make him stop Right. You know, she's just like, oh, he's just teasing you. But but he doesn't realize what he did to me. Right. And that it was so accepted that yeah. somebody would say, oh, he's, well, he's just, just teasing. teasing. Yeah. Like it's okay to mm-hmm. abuse you 
right. sexually or sexually harass you. Mm-hmm. And as it, you were a, a child, you were a minor. Yeah, I was 16. And that's a very influential, mm-hmm. you know, stage of life and age that really kind of molds your thoughts about right. who people are, what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable. Right. And so, but you know, I mean, my manager would would all you know. Well, has he touched you? Has he, you know? Well, no. But does he have to? Right. And he shouldn't have to. And do we wait for it to get to mm-hmm. that place before we talk about it, or before right. we have a discussion, or before we address it with somebody? No. It has to be stopped at a very mm-hmm. infantile state. Like it should be addressed immediately after something like that is said. It's inappropriate. I know growing up for me, it was kind of the same thing. Like mm-hmm. when somebody said something to you or did something to you, oh well they didn't mean it like that. Mm-hmm. So then you almost felt bad for right. saying anything. Right. right. Because you almost were kind of, I don't know, like reprimanded. For thinking that somebody mm-hmm. that everybody else thought was just a great guy or a great girl had said something that was inappropriate and then you felt guilty and then you started internalizing those things instead of speaking. And isn't it, isn't it weird? I, I remember many, many times growing up as a, as a child, as a kid, being around certain men and having that, yeah, like, I don't really feel right around this guy. This guy gives me the creeps. This guy, like, you know, I wouldn't want to be in a room alone with this man. Right. I have many, many, many times in my life felt that way. Right. So I think we're born with that, especially girls. Right. Are born with that feeling. You know, we're born with that that intuition. intuition, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's God speaking to you and and saying, hey, you know, maybe you should stay away from this person. This is warning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, many times. But then... Then we're taught basically to ignore it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I tell people all the time that we talk about all kinds of discrimination when it comes to women as far as like salaries and different to pay for, you know, different genders and things like that. But I feel like women have almost been conditioned Mm -hmm. to accept it Mm -hmm. because when we say something, then we're kind of made to feel guilty for saying anything Mm -hmm. or made to feel like we're the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And that was never our intention. It was just that we wanted, we don't want to feel uncomfortable or unappreciated or whatever the circumstance may be. And I just remember from such a young age and not, I mean, I was abused at the hands of my father. However, I remember from a very young age, I mean, not maybe barely hitting puberty and having men catcall mm-hmm. from the gas station mm-hmm. or from, you know, and you would just, things would run through your mind. You would have those after school specials mm-hmm. I would tell you about like right. rape and all those things. And I remember becoming panicked because I didn't want it to be my fault. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to say, what well, was your fault? You let it happen. Mm-hmm. You didn't say anything. But then you have the conflicting message of, well, he's a nice guy. He didn't mean it that mm-hmm. way. He, he just... was just joking. And I mean, in growing up in church, mm-hmm. there were lots of good men, yes. and I'm, you know, doing air quotes, good men that did very inappropriate things to young girls. Yes. And nobody wanted to talk about mm-hmm. it. Nobody wanted to say, hey... You, you know, you've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. This is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, this is borderlining on illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, we never wanted to address those. And those men were able to serve and be in church right. and be at youth events mm-hmm. with these young girls. And no one thought any differently or to to even protect those girls. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know myself, I know several girls that were abused 
at the hands of a deacon or an elder Mm -hmm. or someone in the church that was highly respected. And we were made to feel guilty if we had any thoughts other than raving reviews for them. Well, I mean, let's think about what men think about. You know, I mean, if there's an, an older man and he's flirting with a younger girl. Right. That's wrong. Yeah, it's inappropriate. But but they would come, you know, they may come back and say, well, it's just innocent. I was just teasing her. I was just, you know, but they don't realize what they're doing to her. Right. And the- we, all the burden of proof falls on that mm-hmm. innocent victim. And I just remember all the strict rules being in church. And there definitely should be boundaries and guidelines where, you know, girls and boys couldn't be alone mm-hmm. together. And there had to be a Bible mm-hmm. in between you on the church van. There had to be all of these different rules and boundaries put in place, but we never protected them from the chaperones, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it was like, where was where was the yardstick or whatever mm-hmm. in those situations where women only, you know, were with the women or with the girls and the men were with the boys. It was a very skewed and very confusing time on what was right, mm-hmm. even though inside we knew what was right, what was right and what wasn't. And what was yeah. acceptable. And so it was it was so confusing. So I understand how our society can think that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as an adult, there will be men that say completely inappropriate mm-hmm. things to me. And I'm married. I'm very happily married. Mm-hmm. And they will cross the line. And I still feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. saying something to them. Mm-hmm. Because that was what was ingrained in us. And it just, I just think that it sets a precedence. And so when these children grow up and we have all these statistics about them, you know, being a perpetrator themselves and that they kind of mimic those same things. And I remember specifically one time there was a young teenager that came to church and he didn't come from a very great home life. I mean, it, that just was, it was very well known that he was not raised in a traditional Christian home. And he would come with another man in the church, like, like a mentor kind of relationship is what it was to everyone else. And this young man got close enough to my younger brother and I to tell us that there was inappropriate behavior by this man Mm. with him. And I had already, you know, been through this with being abused by my dad, being put in Mm -hmm. foster care, going through the whole court system. So when we went to the leaders of the church, Mm -hmm. because to us, we knew it was wrong at that point because Mm -hmm. so much had transpired in our own lives. We knew it was wrong. We knew it was a cry for help. I mean, we weren't little kids. We were 18, you know, 16, 18, 19 years old. And we went to the leaders of the church and they made us feel bad Mm -hmm. and that we were completely fabricating Mm -hmm. what it was. In fact, the words that were used to me was because that happened to you, you think it's happening to everyone. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking away feeling so defeated. Mm -hmm. And so, like, helpless. Like, there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. And then fast forward several years, we've gone through life. And, you know, at this point, this young man, my brother, myself, we have gone on with life. We've gotten married. We haven't had our own children. And just a few years ago, we got a call that he committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Now, he had tried to commit suicide after no one believed him. Mm -hmm. And then he succeeded at it after he had been married and had a whole slew of kids. Mm -hmm. And he never was able 
to get any kind of healing because mm-hmm. nobody even believed him. Right. And of course, we all know now that the same gentleman that he had said did this to him also had been accused of doing it to someone else mm-hmm. and had been a repeated offender. And so it breaks my heart mm-hmm. that because we have a certain opinion about somebody that we would silence the voice of a child. Right. And it's so sad. And I feel like that it has to start with the kids. We have to start listening Mm -hmm. to them. We have to protect them. We have to be that advocate for them because those are our future. And if we're raising sick children Mm -hmm. that aren't healed emotionally, physically, sexually, then we are going to have a sick nation. We're going to have a sick future. We're going to have a sick generation Mm -hmm. and they're crippled. But I mean, we're supposed to be the advocates, whether it's our children and someone else's children. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm willing to go go to bat for any child. And I think that's our job as adults. It, it's, it's our job. Right. And I think that we are in such a confusing climate right now, too, because if you do bring up something, a lot of times you can be accused of discriminating in some way mm-hmm. or racial profiling sometimes, mm-hmm. depending. I told my husband the other day, I mean, I, I know that because of the way, you know, my spirit, the way that I believe spiritually and in my beliefs that it was an unction by the Holy Spirit, but not everybody's going to understand that. But I was driving home the other day and I just happened to come up on an older man, not an old man, not like a grandpa looking Mm -hmm. man. And then a young girl and something just didn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying, God, please let the police or somebody go by because I didn't even feel comfortable myself to go up and just check Mm -hmm. and see what was going on. They were in a very, conspicuous place it didn't seem it just did not Mm -hmm. seem right like my instincts were telling me it was going all kinds of sirens going off inside of me and I told Keith I said I just felt like I was gonna be the one that's accused of doing something wrong Mm -hmm. I probably would have stopped and been like hey how do you guys know each other you know I would have made made some questions and I really felt bad about that and I just prayed that God sent somebody along to protect mm-hmm. that little girl because I was, I just had the feeling that something Wasn't not good right. was going mm-hmm. on, going on there. And the verse that I want to use for today for this subject is found in Matthew 18. It's verse five, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And it says, And if you tenderly care for this little one on my behalf, you are tenderly caring for me. But if anyone abuses one of these little ones who believes in me, It would be better for him to have a heavy boulder tied around his neck and be hurled into the deepest sea than to face the punishment he deserves. That's in red letters. So that is Jesus speaking. I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) And if he felt this way, then we should also feel this way about those that abuse the innocent children. Mm -hmm. So, Christy, what's your shout out today? I'm going to shout out Ray Coles. I've been getting to know the girls in there really well and they're all just the sweetest super nicest people I've ever met it's a so. such a cute place too it I is. love going in and there it's so inviting yes. you go in and you just feel at home yeah and... you just want to sit down yeah. read a book yeah, or you it's know so inviting I go in there a lot of times with my laptop for work and I'll make some calls or schedule some things send some emails and I just love being there it's very peaceful mm-hmm. it's not hectic or chaotic and it like you said they're very upbeat and I love they have it. really cute cups too <laughs> yes go by <laughs> christy has made some 
souvenir cups for them and they're super cute so go by and see them i'm going to shout out the giving tree particularly because i love boutiques and i have shouted them out before but especially right now i have seen so many boutiques Mm -hmm. closing because of the pandemic and the financial hardships and having to be closed and all the restrictions and i think if you have been able to tread water during this time and Mm -hmm. stay afloat somehow these small businesses need to be the ones that we are supporting i'm a big believer in shopping local and giving back into Mm -hmm. your community whatever you buy in your community the taxes and everything are paid into the community Mm -hmm. so you need to make sure that you are supporting those small businesses i know how easy it is i love amazon too i know how easy it is to go onto amazon click a few Mm -hmm. things put it in the basket and check out but be conscious of checking to see if there's somebody local that you can help out somebody's Mm -hmm. family that you can help out somebody you can give back into because we believe in sowing and reaping Mm -hmm. and you will reap when you sow into good fertile ground Mm -hmm. so make sure you are going by and seeing some of these local small businesses that are in our wonderful little community please visit our facebook page leave any comments or feedback or if you have a prayer request we'd love to hear from you and pray with you again as always thank you for joining us on the purple chair